Your next career move could be your best. Verizon Retail is where people learn, grow, and succeed. We offer the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits that start on day one. Get perks including half off your wireless phone plan, up to $8,000 per year in tuition assistance, and a 401k match to help you reach your goals. Pursue your ambitions today. Learn more and apply at verizon.com forward slash retail careers. Hey guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms like Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeartMusic, Amazon. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Just find your podcast icon, for example, on your Apple phone, and uh, it's purple. You tap it, and then you hit search. You type in ML Sports Platter. Hit subscribe. You will get new and archived episodes delivered right to your phone like pieces of mail. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. The ML Sports Platter, all a part of the Brawl Network. And you can follow the Brawl Network on Twitter as well, at Network Brawl. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, CNY Electrical, and our great, great friends over at Sit Means Sit Syracuse. Make sure that you indeed go visit sitmeansit.com. The greatest uh, training that you'll ever get for any dog, any breed, any behavior and uh, if you're in and around the greater central New York area, they will make your home life a lot easier with your pup. And uh, tell you what, man, David and the gang over there, they just do an outstanding, outstanding job. A big tip of the cap, thank you as well to a new ML sponsor, uh, ML Sports Platter sponsor. It was on a couple years ago, and now is back, and it's Matt Graham, our good buddy, the State Farm Insurance Agent in North Syracuse, right there on South Bay Road. Get a free rate quote today. He does take uh, rate quotes uh, and rate drops are available as well. So go find out more about that with Matt and his team. Uh, of course, Matt Graham, State Farm Insurance agent, taking uh, uh, rate quotes all over the greater central New York area and New York State, if you're nearby in general as well. Get a free rate quote from State Farm agent Matt Graham in North Syracuse today. Visit SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. That's SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Cannot wait to bring on the next guest of the ML Sports Platter. It's my good buddy, Matt Michael, the longtime baseball writer and insider. He's covered for over a couple of decades the Baseball Hall of Fame induction, a a, a potpourri of World Series at Syracuse Chiefs for a couple of decades, and plenty on the freelance side as well. We're going to dive into heavy Yankees and some Major League Baseball during this podcast. Matt, thanks so much, bud. How are you? Good, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, this was so predictable. I mean, going into this year, it's the same Yankee team. They win the same way. They lose the same way. Everything in between. Lacking pitching. Sanchez is a nightmare. Uh, Can't get the two-out hit. It was so predictable. Yeah, you know, what's the definition of insanity? And, uh, you know... (laughs) I, I, I don't you know I know you and I have had this conversation you know a million times but you know you talk to people and you just you, you just try to explain that this is not just this year I mean this guy has put together basically the same team since 2001 Cashman, yeah, yep. you know and you know, uh, you know you might get lucky one year like they did in 09 you know when the Phillies second starter in the World Series was a washed up you know Pedro Martinez so yep. so you know you may and you also still have Jeter and Rivera and Posada and Pettit um, but you know those days are gone and uh, you know just the idea that 
uh, they can they can do this and 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 win. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't get it. You know what's crazy is it, I mean, as we record this, the Blue Jays just took a three to nothing lead and recording this mm-hmm. on Tuesday night. Um, but the the the, the crazy part about it is that Cashman it's in front of your eyes the way you win the way you lose and the example I I mean the examples are there to the point where I mean usually in life if if there's a couple of things that keep happening to happen okay we got to change this right we got to fix this Kyle Higashioka homers twice and catches a stellar game which he usually does from Garrett Cole that's another, I mean, he just keeps doing it. You know, it's like, how many times do you need to see <laughs> that Gary Sanchez is not the answer and that he's lazy and that he can't hit in the clutch and that he calls a bad game and, you know, the arm is basically all we can rely on at this point with his with his skill set. I mean, how many times do you need to see something over and over, too? Like, that's the thing that drives me nuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's so much, Mike, to go over. I, you know, Sanchez... <laughs> He's awful. You know, I, I, the other, uh, what was it, game? Well, it was the extra inning. Was it the extra inning game that they did win? But anyway, when he didn't hustle um, again on, uh, you know, the the fly ball. Um, yeah, he's had a couple, and then he had the one. You know, the, he had, yeah. he's had the grounders, the fly ball. He's had multiple yeah. ones. Yeah. I mean, if I if I'm managing, I take him out right then and there. Like if they really want to send a message to this guy. But, you know, and, and this guy, he's just so clueless. You know, he, he was the one who complained in the offseason that uh, he nobody explained to him why he didn't play in the playoffs. <laughs> as if the 100 batting average and multiple errors and inability to catch the, your best your team's best pitcher wasn't enough. Yeah. Like, that wasn't enough to him. Like, he's just never going to get it. He's just, you know, like, and 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 they had an opportunity this this uh, winter, I thought, to really change things up a little bit. Yep. Um, I think they could have traded Luke Voigt at his peak value. Um, they could have uh, signed a real shortstop, uh, moved Glaber back, let DJ play first as he gets older. That'd probably be the best thing for him anyway. Um, you know, maybe make some other moves here and nothing. You know, let's, let's just do it again. And and that that's what's, that's what's frustrating. And look, you know, you're a Yankees fan, and I'm not saying they need to win the World Series every year. Right. I am not that guy. Neither. I am not that guy. It's just, it's not that they lose, it's how they lose. Yep. And, and you know, tonight, for example, Mike, we we're watching the same thing. The defense awful. The Jays get a two-out, uh, two-run single. They just hit a sacrifice fly. Yankees can't touch Ryu, of course, and here we go. Um, you know, and, and this, to me, looks very like a playoff game, uh, actually. And, and that's the thing. If you're, you know, <laughs> what are you trying to do here? If you're trying to win a World Series, then then you need to, <laughs> to, to look at what it will really take to win a World Series. You know, um, they're flawed in so many ways in that respect because this lineup that relies on, you know, savages in the box and they're going to take a million pitches and then hit one out, well, you know, that works over the course of 162 games. But in the playoffs, those pitchers don't throw as many, you know, balls. They're, they're better pitchers. Um, and <laughs> you're just not hitting those home runs. Now, they did last year to some extent, although it still didn't get them anywhere. Um, but, you know, like, occasionally, 
you just need a guy that can get a you know put the bat in the ball in, in the um, uh, the extra inning game against Baltimore when Higashioka had two strikes against that uh, I forget his name the reliever who was just really nasty that night and you know what he shortened up went the other way drove him you know like like try that every now and then you know <laughs> like it, it's okay but but there you know there's no penalty for them they just go up they swing their approach is the same way if I could throw. Like, if I had a major league arm for a day, put Stanton in there, and I will get him out. <laughs> you know, I will get him out. Strike down the middle that he'll take, expand the zone with a slider, strike two, show him something up and in, ball one, slider again, sit down. You know, <laughs> it's, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just maddening. It really is maddening. And, and the other part, too, when I talked with Chris Vitale uh, not too long ago about this from ball nine, um, Look, you 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 compare everything currently to the Tory Yankees. That's what we do. Um, yeah. And and why? Because that's the last baseball dynasty. It's the last dynasty for us. It's mm-hmm. the real dynasty. How they won the appreciation for those years just content. It just enhances by the day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know you compare like well the, the, those teams you know this team would have has nothing against them and. Uh, that team would have done the stuff that they're doing. They would have been constructed. And all those things are true. Frankly, a lot of teams wouldn't be the Yankees' dynasty of that time, and I get that. But one big thing that happens on teams, even that don't win the World Series, teams that get to a World Series or are built the right way for what they have for resources and all the rest in the game today, they pick each other up. And that was a big deal in the Tory era. Matt, these guys are not winners slash guys who can pick each other up. You can see it. Mm-hmm. They don't do it. They don't pick yeah. each other up. Stanton ain't going to pick up LeMahieu if he goes 0 for 4. These guys aren't going to pick anybody up. It, it It's a splash here, a splash there. You know, it's nice to see Higgy homer twice, but in a big, big spot, if everybody's bad, can he, can he do that on a daily basis? Mm-hmm. It's not his job, but he probably can't. Like, these yeah. guys can't pick each other up, and that has to do with the guts and the the – the, the the endless wherewithal to win baseball games. Yeah. You know, my uh, a few points, uh, and I, I couldn't agree more, uh, because, and, and, and we're not, neither of us is comparing, saying that this team needs to be the 98 Yankees. We recognize the greatness of those teams and that we may never see that collection again with the Yankees or another team. That said, that said, the... You know, the guy who was the general manager of those teams, of course, he inherited the team. He didn't build it, but was Brian Cashman. So he actually saw (laughs) what it really takes (laughs) to win. Yet when he has gotten the full reins, he hasn't come close to duplicating that. So that that that's bothersome, you know, for me. And you talk about to me the picking each other up. I don't know if that I, I think. I agree with that, and what I what I look at it like mental toughness. Sure. And I just I think this team lacks just that toughness. You know, when when uh, Paul O'Neill didn't always get a hit, uh, he didn't always you know win a game, but you you got you you just you had that sense that this guy was going to fight and scratch to the end. And I'll give you a thing that really sticks with me, and and I hate to uh, for Yankee fans to <laughs> to relive this, but in the uh, Game five against Tampa, everything on the line. Now, all we hear from these guys, all spring training is World Series or bust. We're here to win a championship. You know, Luke Hoyt guaranteeing we're going to win. That's all you hear. Then uh, a guy named uh, Broussard, 
uh, their backup first baseman, the backup first baseman for the Rays, uh, comes into the game for their starting first baseman, who is a Yankee cast-off and hit very well against the Yankees, uh, Choi. Uh, Broussard hit, uh, shows, has his 10-pitch Paul O'Neill at bat against a guy who beamed him in the head uh, a month earlier, two months, whatever it was, um, and he, he hits the go-ahead home run. Okay, that's, that's, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> and then the Yankees come up in the ninth inning, and I'm sitting there watching the game, and I looked over my wife. It was, it was um, oh, uh, uh, Voight, I think Stanton, either Voight, Stan or Stan Voight, and then Urshela. And I looked over at Rob, and I said, strikeout, strikeout, ground out. And Voight, all the big talk, we're going to win this. He, went, he looked like me up there feebly striking out Stanton the same thing and then Urshela popped out or grounded out or whatever like I go back to uh, and I'm sorry if I'm going on and on here but 97 when the Yankees lost to the Indians and in the final game that they uh, the deciding game two outs O'Neal who had a bum leg like he always seemed to have in the playoffs rips a double uh, because of his leg just got into second base and he gets up and, and just like you just see the fire in him and, you know, that's what you want to see. Now, they lost that game. They lost that series. But, you know, as fans, okay. <laughs> you know, you fought. You, you know, Rivera gave up the home run to Sandy Alomar. Okay. That's, you know, but but anyway, that's what you want to see. And I don't, I just don't see it in these guys. I, I think they're a ref- reflection of their manager, their general manager. And they want, they, you know, they want to win, but they don't hate to lose. And that, to me, is the biggest difference. Yeah, in, in this the, exactly. And the talk at the beginning of the year is just so uh, exhausting. I mean, it. Yeah. It, the fatigue every year it's it's the man Sanchez boy he's really looking good he's this he's yeah. that man Stanton's cut down the the heavy lifting for workouts and he looks so good and he's lost weight and look at judges new kid Aaron judge is 150 games it's gonna happen this year you watch he's an MVP candidate uh you know this is a different team you know all the Luke Voigt nonsense uh you know what you know what's crazy you know what gets lost in all this I with everything we're talking about, what they lack, I've gotten on Brett Gardner a lot, and I am so tired of every year. You know the bring the Brett Gardner drama. Is he coming back? Is he not coming back? Bringing him in, you know, bringing him back when Clint Frazier's probably ready and this and that. You know what? This year and maybe at the end of last year, and, and probably some moments, including just a few years ago when he homered. Remember in, in that game at Wrigley, which was great. You know what? You know what? Maybe maybe I was wrong all along. Maybe maybe these guys could learn a thing or two from Brett Gardner. Yeah, you know, if you made a list of people that you want up, you know, when when the game matters in a playoff game, it wouldn't include Floyd Stanton, you know, <laughs> Judge probably, uh, maybe, but I doubt it. You know, it'd be LeMahieu, it would be Gardner, maybe Urshela, because I think he, he at least has a little better approach in those situations. That's pretty much it. I, I'm trying to think who else you really want up there you know um and and you know so so i put gardner in that category um my uh, you know my issue with gardner actually is not really what he does on the field but i just another thing like i i just where where are you man like where i, I and i don't know that it's not happening but i guarantee if if somebody on the 98 99 yankees pulled the stunts that sanchez pulled that Tino and Paul O'Neill and and I and when I say guarantee, I'm not trying to name drop or anything. But I mean, I I you know I've had a chance to be around that team a little bit to talk to the writers. You know, that was the heyday of New York baseball writers. <laughs> you know, the oh. Buster oldies and and guys that were.
Lupica, Madden, I mean, yeah, on and, and on. Yeah. yeah, and just, yeah. you know, just pick up a book and read about how O'Neal would get in the guy's face or Tino would get in the guy's no face. Doubt. Like, there's no accountability nope. on this team. Nope. If I, like, and I go back to, to me, I, to me, the turning point for me with this whole thing was, I think it was two years ago, definitely not last year, but the game in which Sanchez, the, the ball rolled away and he loafed after it and a run scored. And, and then at the end of the game, was where he didn't run out what turned into an inning-ending double play. Yep. And and my feeling then was, if you're Aaron Boone, when he didn't go after that ball in the fourth inning, there's two things. Either you're, you're hurt and you're out of the game, or you loafed and you're out of the game. Like, what message are you sending, you know, to the team and to the rest of the Like, get him out of the game, sit his ass down, and, and let's try somebody who might hustle after a baseball. Like, I don't, I, I just, and to me, if that's his, like, that, those are opportunities for him to send a message. We don't see it, of course, after the game we hear, you know, Sanchi this and Sanchi that and Judgy and, you know, let's put a Y on the end of everybody's name and everything is wonderful. Well, if that's your approach, then you can see why this team, you know, doesn't, you know, I mean, give me Joe Girardi back in a minute, yep. in a minute. Yep, there's no doubt. And uh, Matt Michael with us here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our good friends at Stanley Law Offices and the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group. Matt, of course, a couple of decades covering the Syracuse Chiefs minor league baseball, uh, a couple of decades plus now covering the Baseball of Fame inductions, which is just amazing to think about, and uh, a host of World Series as well. What's what's, what's mind-boggling is you, you, you... have the, the, the Stanton issue, the Sanchez issue, the hustle issue, all these different things. And what you're alluding to in these post-game press conferences, it's the same thing as the preseason stuff. It's all fluff. It's all garbage. But it's 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 all from Aaron Boone, who is controlled by the geek squad in the front office and Brian Cashman, the nerds, the analytics. So all of this stuff, the analytical approach plus you hire a manager now to be the cool, the cool dad, like the cool uncle. Like you can't, you can't discipline anybody. You can't, you can't, you know, get in somebody's face. You got to support the play. You got to give them back rubs every day. That's the, that's the issue as well as that the, the, the model for baseball and the Yankees have fallen into it as much, if not more than anybody that the model is allowing for all of this stuff to just happen every day. Cause it's, it's okay. Let's just go play baseball. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and that's a that's been a, you know, I think just with the modern athlete, I mean, I think there are certain concessions you have to make. But in the end, you know, the problem with that is that you get a team like the Yankees who really don't fight. They don't, you know, uh, and, and the way they play, of course, really just lends itself. You know, I mean, yeah. a walker hit a home run, so I can't really show you that I'm – but. But, you know, if you've watched enough, if you, you know, your listeners, if they're watching every night, they know what we're talking about. And and I think the thing about, you know, Cashman, and, uh, and thanks for giving me a chance to, to talk about this, Mike, because, you know, these are things that just obviously are <laughs> I don't lose sleep at night, but they still... No, I hear it. You're fired uh, up. I love it. Keep it coming, yeah, man. Well, you know, Cashman, Cashman has been the general manager now for 20-some years. Forever. And... You know the last pitcher that the Yankees drafted, drafted and developed, who you would want to give the ball to in the playoffs? Andy Pettit. Like, right. It's absurd. Which, 
which preceded Brian Cashman. Correct. So here's so here's the thing. If I'm the if I'm the general manager of an NFL team for twenty plus years and I've never drafted and developed a quarterback, the most important position on the field, that made the Pro Bowl say in those years, I don't have a job. I'm I'm long gone. Mm-hmm. He, it, so he has to buy pitching and and, he, and or trade for it, and he can't do that. From Javier Vasquez to uh, Tyon, I think we'll we'll see. <laughs> he can't he, he can't do that. And, and I don't mean tonight. I'm just saying long term. The guy you know has not. Oh yeah, Javier Vasquez, but, Kevin Brown, Jarrett Wright, yeah. James Paxton. I mean, my God, Sonny yeah. Gray. Yeah, he you know he can't yeah. do that. Now they've had you know they signed Severino as a free oh, agent out of Latin America, Tanaka. So there have been some hits there. But my point is. The, the Rays develop five pitchers a year, That's right. and this and this guy can't develop any. And and over this twenty year stretch, uh, the Red Sox have lapped him three times. Uh, the Rays have become a far better organization. The Blue Jays, I would trade rosters with the Blue Jays in a minute today if, yep. some, if somebody asked me. Me too. Because because just like if you're a Yankee fan, I'm sorry, but take off the blinders a little bit. If you think <laughs> the Yankees' young stars who aren't so young anymore. Are, are anywhere near the Biggios, Guerreros, you know, and Bichettes, you're wrong. Out of your mind. Yep. <laughs> you are wrong. Like, those are real prospects. Those, like, we, we, we were sold as bill of goods with Bird and Sanchez and Severino and Judge, and, and they are nowhere near the Acunas, Sotos, uh, all the Dodgers guys. They have Dodgers have eight guys that are better that they brought up in the last two years. It's like, you know, like, so what is this guy really doing? To you know, with the resources, nobody has done less with more than Brian Cashman over twenty years. Yeah, and when when do you think, Matt, that the you know in Cashman's tenure when he took over as GM? I mean, when was the last look? He inherited, as you mentioned, the Gene Michael Bob Watson Yankees. But like in the late nineties, was it was it the Clemens? You know, was it the Wells Homer Bush? I think Graham Lloyd was in that deal, right? And they mm-hmm. traded him for Clemens. Is that the last major incredible? I mean, I guess Westbrook for Justice was in there somewhere. Milton for yeah. Knobloch. I mean, that's those are the, the, that's the last collection of really great shrewd shit, right? Yeah, and I think you have to put those in a little different bucket. Not that they weren't good trades, but the money situation was a lot different then. Yeah, and sure. and they got. You know, Clemens kind of forced his way out, but that was also a, you know, money, very much money, um, you know, impacted deal. Uh, Knobloch was going to become a free agent. They got him, other guys that they were able to pick up and pay, um, you know, and I would say the same, you know, like he's good at signing checks, um, you know, to share Burnett and CC back in 08 to win in 09. A-Rod, of course, God forbid. Um, so, but... As far as pure trades, I mean, you know, Chad Green was good. Um, you know, Didi was good. I mean, there have been good trades. But here's here's what I'd, I'd say, and, and he's been most lauded for the Voits and the Urshelas and the Talkmans, which, again, you know, when when they do whatever, uh, you know, like what some of the Tampa Bay guys have done, like look at, look at the guys that they've picked up from the scrap heap, and then compare them to it. You know, it's not even close. Not close. You know? not close. And so, so yeah, he's made some nice pickups and, and all that. But you know, the reason you have to have Luke Boyd at first base and Urshel at third is because you stupidly acquired you know Stanton, you know, to keep your player role under, which is another you know kind of myth here uh, that you know they, they need to you know keep his payroll under 
the luxury tax. I mean, it, it's just, um, you know, I just don't see enough. Uh, again, with the Yankees resource, uh, give Tampa $200 million. Let's see, you know, who, how close do you think it would be? <laughs> like, it's not close now. I mean, Tampa's ahead of the Yankees now. But what would it be like if the payrolls were switched? Well, that's just it. I mean, back to the, you know, you don't, we're not expecting to win the World Series every year, da-da-da. I expect them to be built better. I expect them yeah. to be built properly with the access to all of the things that they have. They have yeah. all the money slash resources, the international scouting, the huge front office. They've got a lot more than other clubs do at their disposal. But this is also a, a very important lesson in that when the Yankees spent a bunch of money and they were called every name in the book from 96 to 2003 – and, mm-hmm. and, but there was a respect factor because of class guys like Bernie and Jorge and Jeter and Moe and Pettit and on and O'Neill and all, all of it went, uh, went on, you know, it was just a locomotive. They just couldn't be stopped. Um, while they were spending money, Matt, people don't realize this. You go back to that time, you'd spend all the money in the world, but they were the smartest team. They won all the trades. They were scouting yeah. and developing. Their farm system was rich. All those things happening, you two hundred million dollars or not, you know what? If you're dumb with it, you're still screwed. Yeah, no, and you know, and, and if you look, I think, you know, we talked about Clemens and Knobloch um, and some of those guys, but the only, I think, the only free agent they re-signed Cone, they re-signed Bernie during that time. They, uh, you know, other guys re-signed, but the only free agent they brought in, I think. Um, in that stretch of four World Series was Mike Stanton, the, the uh, lefty reliever. Yeah. Like they weren't out buying free agents. They were. Sure. They had made several shrewd trades, and then they developed, you know, these guys. And then eventually um, Messina, but. Yes, but you know. But in that four and five, yeah. Yeah, and Messina never won a World Series with right. him, although he was he was very good. So, you know, uh, yeah, it, it it really is. I mean, look at the see to me the Dodgers, and I've just had this. Um, discussion with another Yankee uh, fan a friend who said, you know, if Cashman gets fired, another team would snap him up in a minute and who are you going to get who's better? Well, <laughs> I, you know, I don't, maybe somebody will snap him up, but I will take a chance that they can, you know, that they could find someone who could who could develop, no draft doubt. and develop one starting pitcher in the next 20 years. You know, you could I, probably walk into Tampa's front office and just go, hey, yeah. what's your title? Oh, you're the assistant, assistant GM, I'll take you. Yeah. Exactly, and what did the Dodgers do? Andrew <laughs> what, Friedman. What, yes, and now look at them. They mm-hmm. not only have the money of the Dodgers, they have the farm system of the race. Correct. And look at how good they are. Now they may only win, you know, last year. They may never win, the, you know. But but I'm telling you, you'd feel a lot better <laughs> like having that guy run your team than than having this guy because he gets it. And look at the players they develop with. By the way picking last in the draft every year or, you know, like that's another complaint we hear from the, you know, Cashman supporters. Well, they always win, so they never get to pick baseball. That is not the same as, as in other sports. And in fact, look at what the Dodgers have done with the 30th pick every year. They're doing just fine. No doubt. I am, I am glad though, that they finally won a world series because, you know, it it had been since 1988 and they'd spent, you know, whatever it's been like, I guess since 2000, maybe what 15 ish or 16, yeah. they've spent, yeah. they've spent like $1.5 billion. I mean, they, they've gone yeah. North of that. Uh, you know, it was just amazing when they were knocking on the door, lose, knock on the door, lose, win division, 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 losing the playoffs, losing the world yeah. series. 
And I'm like, you know, this is crazy. That's the one thing, I mean, for all the slamming that we're doing of the Yankees, that's the one thing that's been totally unfair is when the Yankees win worlds, oh, it's the payroll when they don't win. Can you believe the money they're spending and they're not winning and the Dodgers, they don't win, but yet they're, you know, they're, they're like, oh, this team, so they're a machine every year until they don't win the World Series. And now they finally win a World Series. And you know what? Like Tampa in hockey, you got the Dodgers in baseball, you got some of these other teams that have finally won that, now all those other accomplishments look better because you have one ring at least, and you're probably going to get at least one or two more in this era. It makes a difference. Those pennants look better. The division championships look better. You know, the NLCS appearances look better once you get a ring because everything else is kind of underneath that now. Yeah. No, and, and I'm, you know, and you're right. Um, you know, Dodger fans could have been saying the same kind of things uh, that we're saying right now, and maybe we'll, you know, maybe we'll, look back and say, you know, the Yankees kept knocking on the door, kept knocking on the door, and finally broke through. But I think it, it, it goes beyond that. It's how you're constructing your team, how you're, you know, I would say that, for example, um, I don't think any time in the last five years you would ever take the Yankees pitching staff over the Dodgers. I don't think at any time in the last five years you would take the Yankees top three prospects over the Dodgers top, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, they, they I think they are doing things in a way that give them a better chance to win than the Yankees are. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover exceptionally common sense learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply everybody needs just the right amount of fuel to get going in the morning for some a nice mcdonald's egg and cheese bagel is just enough to do it others might prefer a mcdonald's bacon egg and cheese bagel or perhaps a sausage egg and cheese bagel and there are those where nothing will do but a hearty mcdonald's steak egg and cheese bagel Four different breakfast bagels to get you going. Tomorrow morning, give your engine a head start at participating McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Matt Michael, ML Sports Platter here, and that's our guest uh, covering baseball for, for a long, long time. Uh, minor league, major leagues, of course, and, and the World Series circuit and the Hall of Fame induction. I, I got a couple more for you, Matt. I've already held you long, but we're just sure. we're having such a blast, and I can't even believe we've talked almost a half hour already. Um, you mentioned the prospects, and that's another big thing, like, all the, the just the Raven reviews and the Yankee farm systems back and they get Torres for you know in the Chapman deal they trade Andrew Miller in that same year in 2016 they get Frazier and they get Ben Heller and they you know you get just uh, uh, Sheffield who went you know they end up trading anyway um, but but Glaber's supposed to be the shining star right are 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 you still confident that he can be a superstar because man alive the more I watch him and of course they put him in a bad position playing in short at shortstop but gosh the more I watch him hitting the clutch the more I watch his annex on the field 
he is so far away from the major guys in Major League Baseball. You know, it, he was supposed to be right up at the top, Matt. I'm telling you, I don't think so. Yeah, I, you know, the well, a couple things, you know, with, with him. I think, um, like every Yankee, um, he tends to digress, you know, the more he's around, you know. <laughs> like, look at everybody's batting average. Uh, you know, except for maybe LeMahieu, uh, who's an exception because of the way he his, his approach. But you know, Aaron Hicks, Stanton, you know, guys, they're generally their averages just go down because of the Yankee approach. And I think you know, I think that might be happening with with Glaber. He's not a shortstop, clearly, but you know, can, for some reason they think they think he can play shortstop. Um, I, I you know the the you know the throw against the Orioles, just the lazy play, like you know. And, and again, this is the difference here. Um, you know, when did you ever say that, man, Posada didn't run out that ball? Or, man, Jeter made a lazy play. Never. Never, man. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's not that they make errors or they strike out or things. You know, it's just the way they approach the game. And so I don't see, you know, I'm not seeing that in Torres. Um, I still think there's there's hope, but he needs to move back to second. That would be the you know first thing I would do. But um, and the, and I don't know if you saw this. I'm sure you did the story in the New York Post um, about Joel Sherman proposing trading Torres for Trevor Story right now. Um, I, I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to that uh, for a lot of reasons, but you know maybe they you know I don't think he has the guts to do or the ability to do what Epstein did uh, with the Red Sox in 04 and trade Nomar and really like remake the team on the fly. But that would certainly send a message. What do you think of that that proposed deal? Uh, you know, I, I would like it if Story wasn't a free agent coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't yeah. know if you can do that. You know, you, you can't turn Torres into, you know, I mean, it's for a, it's basically for a rental. So that's the issue. If you can guarantee me that you're going to sign him five, six years, okay. But you know what? Like, I'm not sure Trevor Story, I mean, maybe I want Seager more at short than I do Story in the offseason or whatever. Or you don't go out and blow all that money and and you just do the simple thing, man. Put Torres at second like we talked about. And I'm with you. I would have traded Luke Voigt a long, long time ago uh, while he had more value. And by the way, there were shortstops available. The easy, simple fixes. You know, listeners are probably like, oh, these two guys think they're the GM of the Yankees. Well, you, you know what, man? You know, give Matt and I a shot, 50-50. Put us in there. I, I think we might be able to work some magic. Matt, Andrelton Simmons was available. D.D. Gregorius was available again. Yeah, yeah. These are simple well, things. Yeah, and I, you know, I get, yeah, and, and every day, you know, that's what's great about this. Everybody has their opinions, so, uh, you know, they certainly they're, they're free to share them. Um, what I what I would have done, and I think we had this conversation too over the winter, I would have traded Voight at his highest value, uh, moved DJ to first, Glaber to second, got a real shortstop, yep. uh, whoever that is. Um, I would have um, tried to get a, I would have gotten rid of Sanchez and gotten a real catcher, whether that was bringing Molina in just to, to split time with Higashioka or however you did that. I mean, Rayo Moto might have been a little bit out of their range, although I think that's a real big question what you know that that they can't you know spend that money but but if they couldn't i still think they could have done better uh getting you know a a real catcher and otherwise they're a bit hamstrung and then i would have tried to you know do some different things with the starting pitching because you've gone into this season with three guys of your five who did not well 
One threw one inning last year. The others didn't throw any. So even best-case scenario, and by the way, as we're seeing tonight, we're not seeing the best-case scenario, but the best-case scenario is that these guys are healthy and throwing well, but how many innings could they possibly give you? You know, you've got to cover, what, 1,200, 1,300, whatever it is, yeah. innings this yeah. year. Uh, or I think it's 1,400 in a major league season. Cole could, will give you 200 if we're lucky. Um, but who's going to give you those innings without burning out the bullpen? And then you're going to get to the playoffs if you may, if you do make it, and you're going to have uh, this super bullpen, but two of the guys aren't going to be pitching well. So you're going to have three guys who are going to be pitching well, running them out there every game because the starter can only go three innings. And now the other team is seeing those guys every game, and here we go. <laughs> you know? So I'm, I'm, I'm open to whatever suggestions your listeners have on fixing that little issue. By the way, uh, the catcher position was pretty simple for me after the 2019 season, officially, with with the Sanchez thing, and now we're in 2021. You, you don't even have to go shop for big-time players like a JT Realmuto and all that. You got Higashioka right now, and by the way, you could also just kept Austin Romine. I mean, well, yeah. he's 32 years old right now, but whoop-de-doo-dah, man. He hit 238 last year with the Tigers, which is almost 100 points better than Sanchez, and he calls 100 times better a game. I would rather have Austin Romine right now with Higashioka and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, and, and if you're driving, you know, this is dramatic because I don't think it's this bad, but if you're ERA, well, for Garrett Cole, the difference is dramatic. But let's just say overall, if your ERA, team ERA, is a run lower with whoever is catching, that guy doesn't have to drive in any runs. Right. He's driving in 162 just right. by catching. That's right. San- Sanchez is not driving in 162 in, in, under any circumstance. So so I know people don't always think of that defense, but it's really about saving runs as much as scoring runs. And, you know, and I again, I would also, you know, have done, you know, any combination of catching other than this guy. I just don't think, like, when your best pitcher just doesn't want to pitch to a guy, and I love how after opening day, you know, that changed because, you know, Cole was not a sharp opening day. He, you know, Higashioka is catching his next two. He's brilliant. And here we go. Sanchez will never catch him, <laughs> catch him again. So that lasted all one game. What does that tell you? You know, what does that tell you about the guy? There's no doubt. Uh, in closing, I just wanted to kind of give you the floor going around yeah. Major League Major League Baseball, Matt. Any which way? Uh, obviously, I think the game. I think the game actually stinks right now. I do. I mean, I home run, walk, or strikeout. The replay is absolutely horrific. They blew that Braves Phillies call the yeah. other night. I still got games on here and there. I'm flipping. I'm not as into it. I check the scores. I watch the highlights. I, I'll flip on Sunday Night Baseball, a couple pregame here and there. Obviously, the Yankees are pretty much a nightly thing until I get really pissed. And then I flip it, uh, you know, usually over to hockey because the product is so much better. Uh, having said that, with baseball, a lot going on, of course, uh, within it here. Boston's off to a 7-3 and three start. Is this finally the year the Angels can make the playoffs? I know you and I are both starving to see Trout in the postseason. Um, you know, you've got the, the quick starts in the NL by some clubs. The Dodgers-Padres thing so far has lived up to it. Can't wait till those teams play. Why don't you just kind of go around baseball for a, a few minutes here in closing, just what whatever's come to mind uh, here in the first, I don't know, what, 10 11-ish games, I guess, of the year. Yeah, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, we're talking we're talking about the Yankees 
not for 10 games. We're talking about years. So, so I'll say, you know, I don't want to jump to any conclusions for any team, you know, at this point in, in the season. You know, the product itself, I mean, I'm trying not to be the old guy, but I am the old guy. I mean, I would like to see more action, more balls put in play, less strikeouts, uh, you know, some of the things that I really like about it. I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I guess. I know people may not be complaining that that's not happening, but I don't know people who are saying, man, I'm so happy that every at-bat ends in a walk or strike. Yeah, it's just not run. fun. No, I mean, I just, <laughs> I, I don't know. And it's part of my, just, I don't like to watch the Yankees for that reason. Like, I, you know, I'd much rather watch Tampa on a night and night out basis because, you know, they're more athletic and they do more things and, you know, they play defense and all that kind of stuff. So, so I don't know. But, but you know, that all said, uh, the thing that strikes me the most on the good side is just the, um, you know, the, the, the just the, the number of young stars that are really emerging, you know, um, Tatis and Acuna, you know, Soto, um, you know, just on down the line of, of guys that, you know, really, uh, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're the guys that, like, if you're talking about prospects, you know, these guys who come up when they're 19, 20 years old and they're making an impact, uh, that, you know, the Jays here have, have some of those guys um, that, you know, so I just, I think there's there's some hope here, you know, as far as that goes and, you know, gets to the old story about, you know, baseball marketing uh, them. I don't know if that's ever going to really be resolved because of the nature of the sport, but, but I do I do really like, you know, I think the talent level is immense, but not the necessarily the way the game is played, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Um, I can't wait, though, for the Padres-Dodgers games. Those should be fun. And by the way, when the Blue Jays came through Syracuse, uh, not the Blue Jays, the Bisons, with these guys, Bichette, Biggio, and Vlad, I, all I just kept saying was, Oh shit! These guys, are, these guys are really good. They come from baseball pedigrees. I mean, they learned from the two Hall of Famers and another really good player in Dante Bichette, uh, Vlad yeah. Jr. and and Craig Biggio in the Hall of Fame. I, I, they're just, they're just there. They got it. They've got the pedigree. They've got the skill set. They've got the maturity. All the things you talked about. They are real prospects, and uh, those are the things that are fun for me. I have fun watching Juan Soto bat. I have fun watching, you know, Dave, Jacob DeGrom pitch. There's a few things in baseball that still, I think Padres Dodgers will be great, but overall it's just meh at this particular point. The game is, is really, really down. Uh, Matt Michael, unbelievable to have you on, of course, uh, covering baseball Hall of Fame inductions, World Series through the years, the Syracuse Chiefs for a couple of decades, the freelancer uh, in the sport of baseball as well. Matt, we got to get together soon. I'm look for, looking forward to seeing you, and uh, it was just great to have you back on, man. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for letting me vent. The ML Sports Platter. Make sure you get it all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College. For every and in life, go ahead and visit bryantstratton.edu. Classes are always starting two- and four-year degrees. It's a great time to be a Bobcat, man. Athletics, academics, and excellence at Bryant and Stratton College. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Western New York OTB and Batavia Downs Gaming, Camilla's Golf Club, Rosie's Corner, and Welch & Company Jewelers. You need that watch, you need that engagement ring, you need that wedding ring, you need that necklace. Go shop the showcase today at welchjewelers.com. Check out the special of the week services. You can shop the store and 
Find out more about jewelry financing as well. Daniel Luce and the gang doing an amazing job. Over three decades of experience, and they also, by the way, do jewelry repair at Welch & Company Jewelers in North Syracuse. So if you're not in the central New York area, shop online at welchjewelers.com. Huge thanks again to Matt Michael. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Hello, this is Discover, and we take customer service very seriously. We know that if you have a question or concern about your credit card, that's a serious matter, and you need to talk to a real person about it. So we offer around-the-clock access to seriously talented representatives in the USA. Again, it's a serious endeavor. The only funny thing about it is Bob. If you call us and Bob answers, you're in for a treat. Get 100% U.S.-based customer service and talk to a real person day or night. Discover exceptionally common sense. I haven't really woken up oh, until I've had my McDonald's breakfast deal. And I know this is true because before breakfast, I put my phone in the refrigerator and couldn't find the keys that were already in my hand. Nothing gets the morning going like the first sip of an iced coffee. Get any size and any flavor for 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.